four weeks ago if you would have told me what my life in the next hundred hours uh, would have looked like, I would have said, no way. And uh, of course, it was four weeks ago tomorrow that I had the heart attack. And it's, um, I found myself reflecting on this passage while I was uh, there for, on, on that Tuesday in the, in the, actually still in the clinic. Uh, because one of the words they used, they didn't tell me heart attack, they didn't tell me STEMI, they didn't tell me the Widowmaker, thank God. I probably would have uh, just at that moment given up, but whatever. But they did say pericarditis which is in, uh, where blood, or fluid rather, starts to collect around the heart. Congestive heart failure is, is kind of a form, and then all of a sudden it wasn't pericarditis, it was congestive heart failure for me. And that is most likely exactly what was happening to Jesus, congestive heart failure on the cross. That's why when they pierced his heart, Blood and water flowed. And John is very adamant about this. I was an eyewitness, he's telling us, of course. He's the eyewitness. And eyewitnesses testified. He was standing at the... Who, who, who would know better than John besides the Blessed Mother? And I found myself reflecting, and, and hopefully you do, and I continue to, uh, and I have all along, that, that congestive heart failure or um, this, this condition occurs when the heart is under profound stress. It's very similar to that is the fact that uh, St. Luke records at the Garden of Gethsemane the night before, Jesus sweated blood. And some have said, no, no. It's very rare, but under extreme stress, people actually had their blood vessels and their, their skin burst, and they appear to be sweating blood. And some might say, well, that was an act of, of uh, some, somehow uh, act of faithlessness on Jesus' part. Of course, Jesus is God. Jesus cannot be faithless, but, or an act of weakness or, or whatever. But I think it was, if you consider what was actually happening all through that period, talk about 100 days or 100 hours that were miserable. This is probably the most miserable that anyone had experienced, that Jesus was taking on the sins of the world. He was taking on all, that, all the evil that we do to each other, all the evil that we endure, all of it. And as horrible as it is that each one of us experiences whatever it is, whatever pains, whatever evils, whatever sins we commit, imagine being God and experiencing billions of people's sin, and perhaps even worse, how many of those billions would say it doesn't matter? We celebrate, of course, the Feast of the Sacred Heart today. And that feast, how it, there was, it should never have been questioned of, do we need to have this feast? Because we're not talking about Jesus' blood pumping vessel. We're not, when we talk about the Sacred Heart, we're not talking about that heart that was pierced for us alone as, a, as an organ, but rather what it stands for us, that Jesus Christ became flesh for us, taking on a body with all that that means, that he can endure this extreme stress, that he could suffer, and that he could die. And he did all for love of us. I... 
been thinking, I can't think the exact title of the, the sermon. It's one of the most famous sermons uh, uh, in America. Um, it's Sinners in the Hand of a Wrathful God, I think. Don't quote me on that. But, and I keep reflecting on that being kind of the catch-all and, and what so many people believe, that we are sinners in a, in a wrathful God, that God hates us. Yes, God hates sin, but God does not hate us. And it teaches fear. The Sacred Heart teaches the exact opposite, that while we are sinners, Christ offered his life for us. He endured that stress. He let his heart be pierced. He let it cease beating. He died to give us life. This is love. As we hear here in that first read, or second reading, rather, we're never going to be able to understand the love of God, the height, breadth, depth. We're never going to be able to understand because it's beyond understanding. And maybe it some profound moments, we might be able to grasp it with our hearts. But even then, we're all in congestive heart failure when it comes to understanding the love of God. We don't understand how much God loves us. Jesus allowed that heart that we honor to be pierced. He allowed himself to be pierced and blood and water flowing from his side. And again, John is adamant, not just because he witnessed this, but I think he's adamant because he knows something. He knows that these are the life of the church. Water, baptism, blood, the Eucharist. So when we live out our baptismal promises, every time we come and stand before the Eucharistic Lord and say, Amen, we're saying yes, to the love of God, not to a wrathful God, but a God who sets aside his wrath, though justified perhaps, for those that come to him and accept him. We don't have to fear the Lord. The Sacred Heart teaches this. But we honor him, and we have a holy fear, of course, but not a terrible terror fear. This is because the heart of Jesus is real the heart of Jesus that beat for us, that continues to love us.